Hey everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And Corey. Here we are. 100 episodes. Corey, here we are. Um, Triple digits, baby. Yeah, baby. Uh, episode 100 here at Arcade Cozy. Um, who'd have thought? I, you know, I did. I knew we'd yeah. get here. <laughs> I, I was confident. Yeah, yeah. We we made it though. We're yeah. we're out here with the big boys. Um, Corey, congratulations to you. Congratulations to you. you. You've done it. We've we've stuck it out. Sometimes, I mean, I swear during this whole house building process, there there have been times where I'm just like, man, I just don't know. I don't know if it's even going to happen. I may just have to, like, take a year off from Arcade Cozy. <laughs> but <laughs> just, we have it. And you're we have the it. end of we, this house project. You're almost yeah, at the end. We're still doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Corey, it's amazing. Um, I wish... Here, here's the thing, everybody. I, you know, I wish we had like some big super jam up 100 episode. And I thought about it. Like I thought about, I thought about going back through and like clipping out old stuff. And I was like, geez, I barely, I barely have time to record right now. When am I going to have the time to just comb through our back catalog? But here's what I promise. We will at some point. Yeah, I will surprise. I will I will pull some stuff, some bangers, and we'll we'll uh we'll do it upright. We'll have a celebration. We'll have in all our guests. Uh yeah. Logan he'll, yes. <laughs> he'll show up and that's it. Um but you know, it's it is what it is, what it is. We're mm-hmm. we're here. We're we're doing it. And uh that's all you can that's all you can hope for. Um Corey, I mean, we do the, have some things planned we for do. this episode. I mean, but nothing we, massive, right? We're not. We're. It's not a. It's not a huge party. We're not out here. Not out here. It's just party, doing it up. It is a party. It's a small party. It's a house party. Mm. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah, a cozy party, if mm. you will. Um, today on the dockets. Um, if you remember, maybe you're a newer listener, but um, last year, whenever we hit one year, we made it a point to kind of highlight like we had a big episode where we were talking about like here are the games that made us mm-hmm. and we talked about Corey, Corey had games I had games um, we talked about that and we kind of set it forward as a goal over the next year to play these games so we have some of that to talk about obviously yes. some of these have come up throughout the year but we'll kind of round it out talk about it a little bit more mm-hmm. do that thing we'll also Talk a little bit about what we're what we're hoping to do over the next year. Yes. Um, which again, don't don't expect don't expect now all of a sudden we're doing a merch line or something. No. But we have we just have some some more like kind of ideas in mind to do to to go then. And then what we've been playing. Of course, that's why you guys are here. But Corey, let's start out yes. with um yeah, games that made us. So last year when we did this it we kind of we kind of set it out to to be a little bit different than like a 
here are our favorite games ever. Right. It was more kind of like, here are here are the foundational elements of Corey. Like, yes. if you want to understand Corey as a gamer, you need to play these games. Yes. And you will get a roundish picture of Corey. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, that has changed over the year. If you were to ask Corey now, he would be 50% Crusader Kings 3. Um, probably it, it, would, mean, it would it would have to be in there. It wouldn't be different than it was then. But this is this is a picture of Corey last year, pre knowing all of these things about himself. Um, yeah, we a lot of these. You know, we had games that like potentially had crossover, and uh, you know, obviously, like in some cases, again, not like our favorite games of all time, but just like trying to get in there mm-hmm. and just better understand each other. And also just kind of like revisit some stuff from our past to look yeah. back at it and be like, man, like how, how does this really inform my gaming habits today? So yeah, Corey, I want, so I want you to give me a good general broad picture of um, this year. You you played a I'm sure a couple of games at least that represent Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, how yes. how did that experience go for you? Um, it went pretty well. So I have your list, um, and through your list, I have hit a few games. I didn't finish all of these games. I need to preface right. that. Um, I have um, played Demon Souls, not Demon Souls, oh. Dark Souls, Dark Souls. Okay. One. Yep. Um, played through the opening probably like five hours of it before I fell yep. off. We talked about yep. that a while ago. Yep. I, you have a almost sadistic love for the Souls games. Yep. Um, <laughs> I say that with awe and reverence to you. Yep. Yep. Having you have played and finished Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, correct? I have mostly finished... Two. Okay. I have finished one and three. I yes. have not finished two, but I we were kind of talking about it like a little yeah. bit before the show of like not really like getting really close to finishing a game and not really. I feel like that was the case with Dark Souls 2, where it was like okay. I was really close to the end and I don't know why I didn't finish, but I don't Just think happens. I finished. Yeah. Okay. Um you I mean you love Bloodborne. You yep. love Sekiro. I love Sekiro. Um, and I think I fully understand more of your not um, love of games that are hard, but like uh-huh. a game that d- executes what it wants to do and so well with such like clean precision, clean timing. Like this is how you, this is how the game we have designed is meant to be played and beaten. And Mm. I feel like you appreciate like a well-designed sequence game, which is what those games are. It is very much like you have to meet it where it is at. It will not meet you where you are at. And that is the only way you will really get through it. Elden Ring is the one that kind of breaks that mold. But in terms of the true FromSoft, I get it from you. I don't know if it's quite for me, though. Yeah. Well, in... You know, and that was also a thing that, so it stood out on my list that I did this in a couple of places, like Dark Souls being one. Pre this year, I had never played the original Dark Souls. Yeah. Like, Souls was a thing that I knew I wanted represented, but I more, like, I set out Dark Souls because I was like, I've actually never played 
Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. So I want to go and play that. Go back earlier in the year. You can listen to that episode. To where I said Dark, Dark Souls is good in spots and it is kind of ass in other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is a thing like Dark Souls 2 was the first Souls game that I played. And that was the thing that really clicked with me was how much it rewarded you understanding its systems. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, because I remember, I remember in Dark Souls 2, one of the first areas, there are these like massive knights who would just, Mm. they would be very still, they were like statuesque, but you came close to them and they'd like slice you down. And Mm. I remember it being just this like impenetrable thing because it would be like, even if you were trying to like sprint to the boss of that area, you would have to run through like six or seven of those guys. Mm. And I would like waste my entire life trying to like get one of them down half Mm -hmm. health. And I remember there was this, point where I realized I was like oh if I approach this differently like rather than hanging back and being like Mm -hmm. so defensive and like trying to dodge whatever like if I really get in there and I like I like keep close and I just kind of circle around him and get around his back and like really just kind of have a little bit more courage about me I can take him out and then it became a thing where it was like you know it's not that I've become better quote unquote like I'm a better gamer it's just like because you finally understood what they were trying to mm-hmm. trying to tell you here you were feeling rewarded and there's something to that like you know people people listening you know obviously we're arcade cozy cozy games like mm-hmm. but souls games aren't for everybody and there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> there's nothing wrong but that that is something that I've that I've appreciated and it's something that I continue to appreciate in games where like even beyond like there, there is something to Twitch based like skill, but Mm -hmm. being able, there is a reason also that there are people like I can't do it, but there are people who can do no hit dark souls runs. And it isn't because like, it isn't because they are like the best gamers in the world. It's, it's because they've, they've tuned that understanding Mm -hmm. of the, game with a fine tooth comb and they they're seeing all of those things and they're like they're memorizing it they know what to look for and there's something rewarding about that and being able to like really feel like you were tuned in to what's going on um so yeah i will i will always i will dark souls 2 got me and i will forever i guess be a souls boy it's just it's just what it is (laughs) My next question is, did Deus Ex um, Human Revolution come before or after Dark Souls for you? That I was, feel like this is telling. That was before. Okay. Um, yeah. Deus Ex. So Deus Ex Human Revolution. Also which I list. played. Um, yep. Um, which I, we also never really talked we about. Talk, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm yeah. excited about this. Um, yeah, that came out 2011 ish. Mm-hmm. I think dark souls two, I played for the first time, like maybe 2013, 2014. Gotcha. So yeah. Gotcha. I, so I have played through the first mission of deus ex human revolution. 
Uh-huh. Uh, well, I guess the first two missions. There's the prologue, and then there's like the first mission you go on. Yeah. I've done both of those. Did and you make it to China? I believe that's where I'm going next, and that's where I cut it off. Oh, gosh, Corey. I oh, think. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Is that where you, um, I mean, I went in, and you have, like, Did you fight side. the first boss? I think so. If I would assume he's a boss. The the big chunky man? Yeah. Was it amazing? Was it the best experience of your life? I, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. Um, it was an experience. Um, <laughs> no, See, I'm, I'm joking, everybody, because human Deus Ex Human Revolution is known for its terrible boss fights. So, um, yeah, okay, okay, just <laughs> making sure. Um, it, yeah, it was it was bad. Um, they where was it? And so, so I played through it, and I know you pride yourself on having done a no kill run on this. I, or I pride myself to- on having platinumed. Day yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> which which included a no kill run and a no alarm, no tripped alarms. I because <laughs> I I knew this, and I, as I was playing, I was trying to do that, and yep. I was like, "That's it's impossible." Yep. Not only the the level of sneak you have to do because gore. This isn't like a Assassin's Creed. Or even something like um, Uncharted 2, which we're going to get to in a bit. So yep. anything like like they, enemies are prowling areas in a almost non-coherent pattern. There yep. is some pattern for some. For others, I'm like, what, what, what is your loop? I'm like, yep. Yep. Your loop, I, I can't track it. Yep. Um, and you will get caught so easily and it turns mm. into a gunfight. And you never have any bullets or any yep. ammo. And yep. so you're ducking and weaving between cover to get close enough just to stab them. Yep. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, it, I felt like the combat played fairly well in these, like, open and for its time in these open environments where you, it is, it turns into a cover shooter at that point. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I thought it played fairly well. Um, I thought the hacking. Well, that was that was the biggest issue. Is I could sneak my way through some areas, mm-hmm. but to hack in time before whoever's loop was like through, you have to be so quick before they turn yep. around and catch you. And yep. even if they don't see you, they can hear like the door. Yeah. And I feel like, and I'm just like <laughs> this, I, I have, and so I, I can see the projection line where like yep. this challenge for you, this almost like, I'm just going to do it like, and say I did it fully like leads into the souls. I think mindset for you. Yeah. I, see I mean that path. So there's, I think the biggest, and the reason that, like, for whatever reason, I have an affinity for Deus Ex Human Revolution. Like, even still, I've played through it four times, maybe, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know why I like it so much, but I do. <laughs> and it's more, I think, for me, it was the first introduction to, like, immersive sims oh, yeah. for me. Yeah. So, you're Dishonored, Prey, like, these games... 
even even like the modern hitman games to an extent like mm-hmm. basically games that are defined by the choice by yeah. the amount of like yeah deus ex is a hard game to try and do well like that and also too to the fact that it's so glitchy it's that very there, i mean there are times that like you could i had to basically if i subdued anybody i had to save because yep. i had to make sure because there are plenty of times where you could like subdue somebody and like maybe somebody was like maybe he like moved a little bit in the environment because something shifted and then he died and mm-hmm. they like she didn't do anything but you it's it was it's janky but like i think one of the things for me like there's there's a did you do the whole like police station thing okay Mm -hmm. so i think the police station in deus ex human revolution is like a good is a is a really good indicator of like the amount of options that you have because it is because basically that i mean if you've never played deus ex human revolution um at at that scene i mean you're you're trying to just steam yeah, uh, yeah. For I mean, you can play it. You can play it on the Wii U if you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's everywhere. Um, it's so during that sequence, you're basically trying to get into a police station. You need to get down to the morgue. Like you're you're just trying to get down into the basement of mm-hmm. the of the police station, and it's kind of up to you to approach it. You can go. You can go through the front door and you can talk your you can potentially talk your way through that like talk to the guard be like hey man um i just gotta gotta get back there (laughs) um Mm -hmm. you remember me don't you like you know i just gotta just gotta you know and if you successfully do that this whole area where there are potential enemies and stuff you just walk right through you can just he lets you in you walk through the place you can go in anybody's office you can do whatever you can walk down to the morgue don't have to fight anybody takes all of like five minutes. Um, if you're not able to do that, you can come into a vent off the roof. You can sneak yep. down. You mm-hmm. sneak into offices and you find like, I need this password so I can get into this guy's office so I can find this key and do this thing. And it's like, you know, there are, and again, it's also a thing where it's like, Hey, if you, if you invested enough points into being really strong, you can lift this vending machine and move it to where you can jump over this fence and get in through the back door or something. <laughs> like it's yeah. this, it's all of this weird stuff where probably in a similar way to something like D and D where it's like, yeah. there yes. is a, there is an element of you are playing your own way. Um, and it isn't necessarily like a perfect system, but it is one of those things that like, it's why people fell in love with Deus Ex back in the day. Just this idea of having that flexibility and also having the, having to think to some degree where it's like, okay, you're having to put pieces together. Not everything, you're not getting information that then necessarily putting up a map marker that's pointing you this other direction. It's like, oh, you found an email and it has this 
information on it that then maybe you need to log away in your brain to use later on. Um, you don't necessarily have something in the game that can that's keeping track of that for you. But if you remember it, you remember this code, you remember whatever, you can use it. You can take that with you and actually have a reward from it. And games like Dishonored, games like Prey, like I think that's something that I really enjoy out of it. Like those games in general are not the best playing like mm-hmm. try playing try playing dishonored like lethally or play something like hitman lethally <laughs> like it's yep. not going to be the most fun experience hitman lethally is awful <laughs> it is it's but like there is such i think there is there is a joy to being able to really like navigate that and feel like you came up with some really smart solution like figuring it like whenever you figured out oh yeah like go over to hitman like oh yeah i i found this poison that i and i know that he goes over and he drinks his whiskey before he goes poo poo Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna go i know is i'm gonna go do this and i know my i know how i can get in there i'll climb in through the window and i'll go down the chimney and i'll do this like whole thing and i'll like there's something fun about that and that that is something that like anytime i think about deus ex that's one of the big things that it comes back to is like just that amount of choice being able to determine where i'm going is is a really cool thing yeah no i could feel the choice immediately but i didn't know how to allocate stats or anything like that and Mm. i kept finding myself in gunfights yeah and I can see where it would shine, but I was also like, okay. I, what was I playing? I, I was playing it like trying to get it in before Baldur's Gate 3 at the beginning of the month. And yeah, I think I just ran into the brick wall of Baldur's Gate 3 with it. But yeah, I yeah. can see where that has laid the foundations for you. Um, let's see. Additionally, th- over the year, uh, I mean, Persona 5 was on my list, but we talked yep. of not replaying that, of trying three or four. I played Persona 4 Golden, yep. loved it. I, in now that I've sat on it for a bit, I'm like, that one feels a more approachable one to replay. I like five more still. Yeah, five is just how I've described the two. Like five is loud, bombastic. It wants to be like this over the top spectacle, and I love yep. it for that. I like it more for that. But in terms of a more relaxed, easygoing atmosphere, like four is that. It's how yep. I described it is like it feels like a fall day, and like you're sipping on either coffee or like a glass of whiskey in the evening, reading a nice book. And that's what yep. four feels like. It's yeah. It's quiet. It's a little spooky. You know, it has some tense moments, but the day to day is more of just like we live in a small town. It's chill. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, when there's something a lot more like intimate about it too, yes, because it yeah. is, it is a thing where like, you know, no big spoilers or anything, but like Persona 5 is, is, I mean, you're in Tokyo, so mm-hmm. it's difficult. There are personal stories, but like, the grand arc of things is a lot bigger than just yeah. any one person. Whereas mm. four does feel a, a lot more personal and intimate mm-hmm. and, you know, so. Yeah. Um, 
then let's see what was I, I would, let's go ahead and get the big one out of the way because i just played and finished it um not the big one but just you know the most recent one i the, played a one yeah i have played and finished uncharted 2 Yo. um this week um i i'll get into it in i guess our b segment or the backtrack yeah. Or the B-side. Um, Baldur's Gate 3, which I have finished now. But I was getting, I got to the point of the end where I was not getting burnt out, but um, I was, was kind of like, okay, like this has been, I'll get into it more. But I was like, I just need something a little bit of a different speed. Yeah, so Uncharted no. 2 it is. Um, so my history with Uncharted is I've only played four and I've only played the first like three quarters of one. I've gotten yep. to the same spot three times on the first one. And it's where you start getting to like the really big shootouts after Sully is taken. Okay. Um, which is like a little over halfway through the game to my understanding. Because Uncharted 1 is very short. Um, where am I at? Uncharted 2. Phenomenal. I get why most people talk about Uncharted 2 as the best Uncharted game. It opens with the incredible train sequence, which is, and I, I think I talked about it when I saw Mission, the most recent Mission Impossible, but they copy that oh, yeah. sequence almost beat for beat. Yeah. Um, you know, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. It is almost... <laughs> Like lawsuit copyright worthy, yeah, yeah, uh, of how like one for one it is. Uh, still phenomenal. I think it's incredibly paced. It's just pretty short. I think my my uh, clear time is eleven hours. I did play on the easiest difficulty, uh, mainly because I just wanted to see it. Yeah, um, but um, great pacing. It feels like a gr- like a perfect like encapsulated. Uncharted story of what I know Uncharted is like. It gets going pretty like fast out the gate where yep. it's this trade sequence and it's kind of the record scratch without a record scratch of how did I get here? Yeah. Um, and you know, you have this whole high sequence, you have the globe trotting bits of it, you have the light puzzles, um, which are better than they are in one, but not as mm. I would say as um complicated or frustrating as they can be in four. Yep. Um, Cause I think four takes that puzzle element and like ratchets it up to like 10, which mm-hmm. can be good. Um, but can, is also a little rough and here yeah. it feels very, I think there's only three really big ones where you're like working with like your notepad, like yeah. his drawings compared to yeah. like getting everything right. I think there's only yeah. three, might only be two, honestly. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. It's been a while. Yeah, um, but regardless, it, br- it introduces new characters. It has like a very fun villain who's just evil for evil's sake, and I love yep. that sometimes. Like, I don't need a redemption arc. I, yeah. Give me a good baddie. <laughs> Let him just be yep. bad. Let him yep. like I want to be annoyed, and it has that. Uh, shout out to Flynn, um, who feels very. Um, very close to Sam and Uncharted Four, like yeah. similar, like um, um, facial and yeah. like a it's very similar personality. I'm like, yeah. mm, I can see, um, like the like the clock's ticking, maybe on something in the future there with them. 
Um, I think it has great set piece actions between the car chase. Um, there's uh, a whole. Thing. I don't know if it was meant to be a set piece, but you get a machine gun at one point and you're just going to town. Yep. Um, I think like Indiana Jones and all the other Uncharted, it does delve into a bit of supernatural stuff. Um, and then kind of pulls that rug out from under you with it. Just yep. a little bit. Um, it's the perfect amount. Um, I really, really loved it. I thought it was a phenomenal experience. I would, I would happily replay it because again, it's bite size, but like, it rides just a great wave of having so much fun. It is mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous. You know, who, who wins Indiana Jones with a gun or thousands of like military trained soldiers. I'll tell you who Indiana Jones with the gun. Yeah. Um, he wins you know every it. time, every time. Um, and I, it, it's so funny seeing Nathan Drake survive like the most outlandish sequences, but if you fall ten feet where you're not supposed to fall, you need to hear that yeah, yeah. Of the death sequence. The body and goes just, limp, and he yeah. just <laughs> he just ragdolls away. Yeah. It's, the, um, it's the best, is what it is. It's hilarious. I would do it sometimes <laughs> just to just to do it. Um, I can see what Naughty, Naughty Dog's doing at this point, where I feel like one feels kind of like a test project. Uh-huh. Two is very much like them going for it. And you can see the groundwork for The Last of Us and for Uncharted 4 as well um, yeah. with how they do their sequences, how they do their big set pieces, how you're working through dark corridors with like the little f- clicking flashlight noise, which is the exact same noise that they use in um, The Last of Us and Last of Us Part 2 of how they turn on their little flashlights. It's all one for one. Yeah, and I respect them for it. Um, it's it's just so fun. Great cast of characters. I want to fully play the series now. Give one its due diligence, its heyday. Play three, which I know is a bit more decisive. But I want to. Re- I've been wanting to replay four for years. It's just I know it is the longest one. Like it is, it's pretty beefy compared to the the original trilogy from what I've looked up. Um, yeah, it is. And I need to play Lost Legacy, but Lost it, Legacy is a very. And yeah, I've I'll, seen it's pretty short. It's very short, and it's also like it is. It's a really nice balance from Uncharted Four because it has it has all of the things that you enjoy about Uncharted Four, but it's like half as long. If yeah, that, so, that's what I've seen. So. Yeah. I need to check that out, but I, I can see why people like hold two in a higher regard uh-huh. than the others. Because um, while I only had played four when I had played it, and I was playing essentially the swan song. Um, and so I didn't quite have like the now the prior knowledge or like love for Nathan Drake. Um, I have it now. I think he's yeah. an icon. Um, and, but Uncharted two is definitely his prime. Um, that's without me having finished one or playing three. Um, yep. but I, you can see that they really went all out with this and said, it almost felt like there was nothing that they said no to when making yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's great. It's so fun. Um, 
It's uh, the Uncharted Collection, which is on, I think, the PlayStation Store. I, I would strongly recommend if you haven't checked out Uncharted or if you only started played one, like me trying to play the older ones and you were, weren't really liking it too, is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I, having played on the easiest difficulty, I cannot imagine how hard the final boss fight would be on normal because that man was throwing me around. Yeah. And you cannot escape. And that was the only time I got frustrated with the game. I never died. Um, and so um, it, I did the boss fight in one go, but I was like sweating. Um, but because uh, it's, it's very late, it kind of teaches you a new little mechanic for the specific part that you have to then use for the boss fight comes in a little late. Um, but it, I got through it well enough to where it did not dampen my experience with the game. Um, yeah. Uncharted too. I I can see why you love it. I can see why, um, it's, you have not a, what's the word for it? You don't have like an adoration for naughty dog, but like you respect what they put out. And how I think you've talked about with like The Last of Us and Last of Us Part Two, so on and so forth. You've seen like what they can do and mm-hmm. have an expectation. And yeah, I really liked it. I'm very glad I played it. Love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I love Naughty Dog to death. I think like the further along we get into um, the last of us land, the more than I, that I get frustrated with them just because of their capacity to do other things. Um, and they went from having so much fun to yep. what the line is, um, we don't talk about fun here or so we don't do fun. Yeah. Like, have you seen your catalog? Right. And I think that that's the thing that bums me out more is just like, you know, you did crash bandicoot. You did Jack and Daxter, you know, you did uncharted. You can, you can have fun even uncharted. I mean, that's the impressive thing is that uncharted's, you know, some of the best voice acting in games oh, for years. I mean, so it was like, good. This was the pinnacle of cinematic, like video game storytelling. And yet it's still a lot of fun. Like people are cracking jokes and they're, you know, and it bums me out that that's the, that's the thing that bums me out the most with Naughty Dog today is just like the last of us is great. There it's a, it's a great story, but you know, tell something new. Let's, let's, let's have something else. Let's, let's go somewhere from here. Um, maybe I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it, be nice. It is like a true testament to seeing like a video game company because this is very much just Indiana Jones. Like, let's let's not mess around with that. It is Indiana Jones with kind of an R rating. Um, and they took that and they're like, we're gonna put our own spin on it and we're gonna have a lot of fun with it. We're we're gonna do what indie doesn't. And yep. guess what? Nathan Drake. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna say the word. Um, <laughs> you already no, did. It, I've said it multiple times. Yeah, it's um no, it's good. I I it makes me sad that they don't want to have fun anymore. Um those are their words, not mine. Um uh, because it's a grand time. 
Uncharted 2. Yeah. Walk, don't, Walk run. don't run. Get it at your nearest Sony console today. Uh, speaking of, Corey, let's pivot over. Um, I want to talk about you a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, so you had on your list, I'll, I will list off your list in mm-hmm. uh, perpetuity. Um, you had, uh, speaking of Naughty Dog, Jack and Daxter. Jack Daxter. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had Kingdom Hearts 2. You had Infamous. So good. I did. Have you it. had Skyrim. And very yeah. timely, considering it was re-released recently, you must have known it. Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, there it was. Corey, I mean, tell me, I mean, so that we can kind of run through a few of yours, like, in, in as loving thoroughness that you did for mine, like, tell me a little bit about what you love so much about Kingdom Hearts 2. Because Kingdom Hearts 2, I mean, like, that that was the thing. I could have easily put Kingdom Hearts also on my list, given, like, mm-hmm. how much I love Kingdom Hearts 2. How much I, like, in general, I mean, I would say in broad strokes, love the Kingdom Hearts series with an mm-hmm. asterisk. <laughs> but um, Kingdom Hearts 2, I mean, even still, 20 years later, is... Such a special game, Corey. It is. But why? But why? Why not? And also, Um, why? Why is it? Why is it? Why does it make you? Why do you feel like it? Why do you feel like it's such a you, a Corey game? I think for me, well, one, it was the first time for Kingdom Hearts Two was like the first time I was like, I love video games. Yeah. The, this it is the where Jack and Dexter was my introduction, along with like Ratchet and Clank, Crash Bandicoot, so on and so forth. Kingdom Hearts Two had me obsessed. I yep. am talking. I had the full manual. I'm reading it front to back. Yep. I'm learning everything I can do. I've put in hundreds of hours. I mean, we can talk about how much I played it, but what really got it for me was the wonder of it as Sora. Uh, Donald and Goofy travel mm-hmm. across the Disney World. And I'm not, I wasn't a big Disney kid. Um, no more than I would say what like an average kid is like seeing the movies. So I'd seen pretty much every movie that shows up there, barring, um, oh, which one was it? Um, I don't think I'd been allowed to see Pirates of the Caribbean at that time. Mm, yeah. Um, because it came out when I was what, nine, so oh five, oh six ish, somewhere in there. Yeah, I was, I was around nine, nine ten. Okay. Um, and but going through is the wonder that you get to see these worlds through Sora's eyes and how these new characters react to him coming in there. You, you know, Sora is a stand-in for you, or he was yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, and you get to have this wonderful, like this wonderful, like rapport with all these Disney characters. And I think it's also it. I think was the first game that pushed a not a darker narrative because I mean Ratchet and Clank is like through the walls. Jack and Daxter has you know light versus dark, but yeah. it's in uh, you have Mickey Mouse who is uh, dressed up as an Organization Thirteen member. Yep. who is also just so OP in the game. Um, I, I would, the the first time, uh, spoilers, that you die fighting an Organization 13 member, 
and Mickey Mouse comes in to essentially like tag in. I yep. rem- I remember where I was. Obviously, it was my bedroom, but uh, I just remember losing my mind because it was so freaking hype. It's actually versus service Cerberus, um, and Hades was the first time it happened. Okay, um, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, and just ecstatic about it. Still am to this day. Makes me giddy. Um, <laughs> but I just, I can't remember ever being so obsessed and like, I have to beat Sephiroth. I did beat Sephiroth. And that's before the update. I could, oh. not, I could not limit break him. I had to combo his ass to pieces. Look at you. You don't get it. You, I had to grind forever so I could glide around and avoid his just wall of death. Yeah, boy. Um, but I mean, it also, there's the whole like sequence where you fight the thousand heartless as well, which is absurd. Um, cause it happens like right after goofy, like dies essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, but it goes, Oh, I didn't see Tron either. Um, cause Tron is a world in there. I knew yep. who Tron was cause I thought Tron yep. was cool, but I can never find any of his movies cause they were old at the time. Um, yeah. and also Tron legacy. One of the best movies of all time had okay. not been released yet. I don't think mm, it had not. No. Um, but I think overall it just like captured mm, just a, what I still consider a childlike wonder. It challenged what I thought in terms of it was kingdom hearts. One has a bit of crafting and you, you know, build, you have a loadout essentially with how you fight, but two takes that to like the hundredth degree. You know, you have so much material, you're building different keyblades, you have different builds, um, you have all your different valor forms, different summons. Um, I mean, it's, it sets it up so well, and I think it challenges you to, like, learn it as well. Like, okay, you can't just, like, you have, like, 100 and, I think by the end, like, 127, 130-something, like, AP points that you can apply. You can't apply mm. every move that you own, like that you know. You have to yeah. like consciously make like a build. Mine was often like a heavy juggling build because um, I just thought it was fun and I liked the way that the keyblade slashed it for the finisher. Um, and the amount of times that I would, because I don't know if this was the case for everyone or what, but how my Kingdom Hearts two copy on PlayStation two. It, when you beat the game, it just it gives you your clear like uh-huh. how many you killed, but you can't keep playing after. It's just like that's it, it's over. Um, I don't know if that was the case for everyone, and so I would just go and reload my save. I'd run around all the worlds, just like grinding. I got to level ninety nine, um, and I would just redo that same boss fight over and over again, all four stages, um, and. It was incredible. The whole sequence at the end with you and Riku versus uh, Zemnus as he's just yep. launching thousands of like laser missiles at you as you and Riku and has, has like, lightsabers and he has lightsabers and I'm holding my <laughs> controller to the side to hit a triangle and square like yep. over and over. Yep. Just, no, 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 no. You're not going to get me. And <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it's phenomenal. Roxas. How have I have gone on this for without talking about Roxas. The, yeah. the reveal of the double Keyblade is one of the greatest uh, yeah, moments yeah. Yeah. in video game history. Yeah. And I will not be told otherwise. When he pulls out both, it is just like the game has changed 
at that point. Yeah. Shout is. out to Jesse McCartney. What's Jesse he doing McCartney. He still voices Roxas. He was Roxas in Kingdom Hearts 3. Well, yeah, but I mean, since that came out like in, it's like four years ago. What's he doing yeah. now? I don't know. I was like, he's still voicing Roxas in what? Hopefully he's still voicing Roxas. Roxas. Um, I just think it is an incredible JRPG that one has so much fun. Two has an incredible narrative and just keeps like, it's never, it has like highs and lows, but like everything, every world has like a purpose to it. And Sora goes to every world and he's making it better. And you see, the results of your actions everywhere you go. Even playing through like the typical Disney stories and going back for the round two. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, it, it has everything. You visit every world once and you kind of have like a semblance of what's going on. And then you hit the halfway point of the game and it kind of flips a little bit of it uh, on its head. That's at the thousand uh, heartless fight. And then uh, you go back through for a round two. You're hunting down organization 13 members, taking them down. And then you have the final, final world um, where you, it is literally just like a boss fight galore. Yep. And yeah, I, I just think it's, I personally think it's one of the greatest games of all time. And it is on my Rushmore and it will never leave. Love it. Uh, fun fact, just so you're aware. Um, Jesse McCartney has uh, 13 video game acting credits. Wow. Um, 11 of them are Kingdom Hearts. Good for him. <laughs> um, also, the last thing he did was in 2021, where he was in The Masked Singer. Um, oh. so, so not doing much, it doesn't seem like. But, you know, shout out to him. I'm sure he's fine. Hopefully he saved his money. And making yeah. good royalty checks. Oh yeah, I'm sure he is. He he had a pretty wide portfolio. Yeah. Fair. Um but yeah, I mean Kingdom Hearts is one of those games like I mean it full shouldn't disclaimer, work. It shouldn't work, but it does. You, right. And and to some extent, you know, at different points doesn't work. But it's, no, yeah. it's but it it isn't to a it isn't to the like disservice of the concept so much as it is the like the execution <laughs> these yeah. like um that the Never disney two, though two hits right every and, time. and i think that's the like yeah i mean kingdom hearts i i did not revisit that i think largely because like i went on a huge kingdom yeah, hearts bender yeah. pre kingdom hearts 3 where i played every kingdom hearts game <laughs> Back to back to back. Um, and yeah, it was a, it was a, an event. Um, but something. I, yeah, I mean, Kingdom Hearts is such a special thing that I think like, I mean, even later day Kingdom Hearts does not, cannot replicate. And I nope. don't know that you can, it's kind of like lightning in a bottle that you just mm-hmm. really can't capture twice like there's nobody who's going to come at it today and be like you know what we we really need to blend like man i don't know like what if we blended mma like or like wwe mythology with like my little ponies you know like what if we went what if we went this route and just like really like not just like my little ponies are fighting in the ring but like no we build it we build these are interconnected you know it's this whole there's lore 
there's like Kingdom Hearts goes deep and there's a lot of stuff there and it really does draw in from a lot of different perspectives and it is um and it's something even too like as a dad now like my daughter loves Disney like there there are points where I'm like man she's going to get a kick when she sees yeah. Kingdom Hearts exist mm-hmm. and she sees Donald Duck running around casting magic Mickey Never Mouse like me. Never right. healing me. <laughs> That's your one job, Donald. Yeah, yeah, I do. But uh, yeah, yeah, we we could have a whole episode about Donald Duck. Um, yeah, Corey. I mean, I think the the other one that I want to that I want to kind of like address or talk about to some extent is Skyrim, which I think like I mean, knowing you. Hmm. Skyrim, because I also had on my list, I had Oblivion. Oblivion. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think, I mean, in general, I think I like Skyrim more, but mm-hmm. it is one of those things where like Oblivion, Oblivion didn't hit for me at first. Like I remember when I got my 360, I I was like a 12-year-old kid, and the dude at the game store was like, Man, you gotta you got to get Oblivion. This is mm-hmm. the best game on here. I was like, okay. Like, sure. and then I play it and I was like, I do not this get this. Sucks. I do not know. What, and I felt like I had wasted like the game. Cause I was like, well now I have this game and it's ass. Yeah. Like, I don't want to play this. Um, but again, ended up platinuming Oblivion. Yeah, you did. You loved did. it. Flex, flex. Um, played, uh, played the, shivering aisles did all that stuff like i i went at it um and it is a it is a thing i will say about oblivion like it is it is something where i think it has a lot more variety than skyrim at least in like the environments and things because mm-hmm. you are seeing you know you're in cyrodiil in that, which is more of kind of like the, so, I mean, you're in and around the empire and you, you do go into like the Daedra world, which almost has like a doomish feel to it. And there's, there's a lot of that stuff. Whereas Skyrim is very like, it's snowy, it's mountains. It's, you know, it's snowy and it's mountains in a lot of, (laughs) a lot of cases. Um, And it doesn't necessarily have like the breadth of things, but like, yeah, I mean, it is something where like I see a lot of your I think DNA in Skyrim seeing yeah. especially as we've had conversations about like Baldur's Gate and mm-hmm. like different different things whether it's like you know, in the past things like Dragon Age and it just I mean mm-hmm. seeing seeing it kind of planted in there and and also knowing my own history with like Elder Scrolls games where it's like you go in and just again like the the breadth of choice being able to like really have a, have a full experience without even like, you don't even have to go through the story. You don't even Mm -hmm. have to play Like you don't have to play any of the main story to still have like a really robust experience. Like it is something that's extremely like fun and valuable. And it's something that like, you know, thinking about, cause I haven't had my Baldur's Gate three experience yet, unfortunately, yet. but like, you know, thinking about like divinity, it was something where like divinity, I didn't even really like the main story. I didn't care for it all that much. That was not mm-hmm. a thing that was drawing me along, but there were still so many other aspects of that game that made me dig in that. Mm-hmm. It was like, man, I'm really, I'm really enjoying 
these other small side stories or I'm really enjoying like this this like world building over here. Like I'm, I'm really interested in this like small little like cult, like what's going on over here. They're doing this weird stuff. And so like having that kind of world to build off of, like I, it, it was elder scrolls, even who knows when elder scrolls six is going to come out. Um, if, but if, if, but I think that that's one of the things that the elder scrolls games have like, had the reigning title of for the longest time has been probably the closest equivalent to something like a D and D where it mm-hmm. is just like the world is your oyster. You're, ex- you're exploring around things are the game is acting like your DM where you're walking down the mm-hmm. road and all of a sudden this random dude walks out of nowhere and he's like, Hey, you want to come to my party? And then it turns out it's a bunch of vampires who want to yep. like, kill you know and it's these emergent stories and it's it is a thing where like you know i i dabbled with a little bit of skyrim during the year just to kind of like pick it up and Mm -hmm. reacquaint myself and it's one of those things where it's like you can dive in and there's such there's such a breadth of stuff to go back and do and just really experience and have fun with and it's like you know, it's such a, it's such a cool playground of a world where, and that, and that's the thing for me is like, I am, I think the, like I struggle with games like Minecraft or some of these other like big playground games that don't have like a core, don't have much to work toward. And I think that that's one of the things that like Skyrim, for example, does have is that it is a playground, Mm -hmm. but there are so many things you can like set your sights on. It's just kind of up to you to be like, okay, I want to be the archmage of the mages guild. I want I to him. be the thief King. I, I want to, him. yeah, <laughs> I was, I was also the King of murderers and I was also the King of warriors. Mm-hmm. And I was also the Daedric God of madness in my yeah. case in, uh, in, oblivion um you know it's just it's one of those things it's all in a day's work um what's your favorite bethesda glitch or favorite one glitch that you've experienced i'll give you mine in my skyrim main save there is a dragon that is perpetually like folding in on itself (laughs) over like on the way to um i believe it's like Alcron. Um, just constantly like yep. eating, not eating himself, but just like rolling. Like he's in a current flight pattern, but he's just yep. like rolling in on himself constantly. Yeah, I think. I mean, the the ones that like stick out to me the most, especially with Skyrim, were the giants who could like just eat you launch into the stratosphere. <laughs> they would. They would launch just, you over a mountaintop. <laughs> you just you just watch your character like. Not even like fully ragdolling. It's just like they're like not t posing, but just stuff. <laughs> just like mm. <laughs> they were, they were killed an and then sent into Rigamortis within five seconds. It's so <laughs> funny. Just start launching like a big old bone rocket into space. It's so um, funny. Yeah, it's that, and that's. The, I mean, and it's timely too because here comes Starfield. <sighs> um, and Excuse as me? much as much as they are hoping that that's going to be not a a glitchy mess, it's going to be. It's All Bethesda. Right. 
I'd they love, said I'd they said ten thousand worlds. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's it's gonna have it's gonna have some jank, and that's what we're looking for. That's what I we're that's what we're jank. here for. Yeah. Um yeah. Corey, it's you know, I I I think it's a I've been thinking about this a couple of times. Like, I think it is time for us to do like a legit, just like, here are our favorite games. Like, not just like, not even with any caveats, just like, you know, just whole ass. Here are our favorite games. But I mean, it is, I think it's an important thing to have that, like, to have some sort of like context too, to have that kind of thing where it's like, you know, this isn't my favorite game, but this is still like a really, still an important game to Mm -hmm. me like you know it's um like in in my case i mean not not every game can be nino kuni wrath of the white witch you know like not every game can be perfect Mm -hmm. and also be very influential Mm -hmm. (laughs) um it's you know i mean it's it's just hard to it's it's hard to (laughs) i don't know what i'm trying to say yeah Corey, it's so, so we, we went through a little bit of that, um, over the next year though, yes. what, you know, what is, what is our next approach? Like, what is something that we want to kind of hit over the next year and have that, have that kind of experience? Well, I think we both wanted to make it more obtainable instead of yep. both of, instead of like 14 games we were looking at playing, we wanted yep. to narrow that down and have a consensus to what they are. Yeah. And so we have done that. And we decided to more, instead of looking into um, our past libraries, looking into libraries that we are light on. Um, and we have decided, um, together, me and Chris and I, um, to play through um, the Metal Gear Solid core series. Um, yeah. So that is Metal Gear Solid 1. Metal Gear Solid 2 Snake Eater, Metal Gear Solid 3. No, 3 is Snake Eater. 3 is Snake Eater. See, just see see how little we know about this, everybody. Sons of of Patriots? Sons of Patriots? Sons of Liberty? No, 4 is Guns of of the Patriot, 2 is Sons Sons of of Liberty. And five is um, the Phantom Pain. Phantom Pain. Yes. And then there's also, there's... Potentially, we're looking at Peace Walker. (laughs) Peace Walker is is also y'all get it. (laughs) Um, Peace Walker. I mean, for people who play like Metal Gear Solid, that that's kind of the core thing. They like a lot of people are like, hey, mainline series plus Peace Walker. Um, Also, Ground Zeroes, which was the like Mm -hmm. demo kind of like prequel ish to Five, um, is also you know I think in a lot of people's mind worth playing so um that i mean and i think one of the big like one of the big reasons that we wanted to because we talked about this and we talked about also like yakuza or mm-hmm. and i mean for one like yakuza i'm i I've, very down I've to been, do. i very down to do but i'm i'm just like for me i'm already kind of doing it anyway mm-hmm. and i have like at this point at least some knowledge of the Yakuza games. Yeah. Whereas Metal Gear Solid, like I bought the collection, the HD collection, like 10 years ago, played all of like five minutes of one game and just haven't picked yeah. it up again. So it's, it's very much something that's on my radar. Also too, 
just never really have even played a Hideo Kojima game. Like never played, played Death, Death Stranding. Stranding. I've yeah. done, that's the only one, but that I've yeah. Done. So it's um it's due. So that is going to be something over the next year. Mm-hmm. Like look forward to it. We're going to be having Metal Gear Solid conversations. It's it's the with the Master Collection coming out in October. It's a mm-hmm. timely thing where we can be like, hey coming to modern consoles uh we can play one two and three kind of back to back to back um delta this uh, the remake the three three, yeah remake is going to be coming out at some point that's also a good opportunity to to play that and loop it into the conversation and who knows next spring they could come out with master collection two and four join up out of nowhere and become a part of the the modern console conglomerate um you never know yeah otherwise we'll play it on our ps3s which we both still have and we'll just find copies of it which shouldn't be too hard yeah and from what i've Um, looked up and seen then five modern consoles yeah um yeah i'll just have to dig my ps3 out from a box um but yeah could be worse um so yeah, look forward to that. Fans of Metal Gear Solid, send in uh, send in your recommendations. Tell us uh, tell us stuff about it. I don't yeah. really know what to I what necessarily expect. that would be, but like, tell us your favorite favorite things about Metal Gear Solid. Tell us uh, what we should know going into it. Um, I'm sure it's going to be fun, um, and I'm very excited for it. Um, as if we also don't have a billion other games to play, just like me, who um, has. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 coming out next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. No, next, what, this Saturday? Next Wednesday. Did you pre-order? What? No. Then it's next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Oh, yeah, if, they have the early access thing, don't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Starfield is when? Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. <laughs> right? Or is it, no, it's September 3rd. No, it's September 3rd, I think. It's sometime soon. They're, they have a weird thing, too, of uh, if you've pre-ordered. Um, you can get it early. Starfield release. It says the first. Is it the first? Is it Thursday? No way. No okay. way. All right. Hold on. It's, hey, it happens sometimes, Chris. It's just the Okay. First. This says the sixth. Okay. This. So if you pre-order, okay, so it's, it's probably, probably the first. Yeah, so... The sixth premium edition early access on the first. There you go. Gotcha. Wow. Baldur's Gate three and Starfield on the same day. Who in the world thought of that? (laughs) Thought that was a good idea. I mean, granted Baldur's Gate three for a lot of people has been out, but well, they, or they, it was going to come out on steam in like PC on September 6th. And then they said, no, we're going to release it early. Yeah. Yeah, which, for that very I mean, reason. Yeah, whereas they for were looking at PlayStation, they were like, win. yeah, they were looking at PlayStation and just being like, eh, nobody, nobody who is on PlayStation is going to be also playing Starfield. <laughs> so. Yeah, no. From from Larry's point of view, it was a brilliant marketing move. Oh yeah, yeah. You get out early, and all the people who only have a PlayStation there are like, oh, I kind of want to play Starfield. Baldur's Gate Three has been so well not even so well received just adored and praised the moon that it's just like oh heck yeah you know yeah yeah i don't know i don't even know what i'm gonna touch first well 
probably I'm just going to have to dip into a little bit of both at first and then figure out where my heart is taking it's me gonna to be dive, in, three. dive in. Oh, shit. <laughs> just, I just cat, shot a crazy. rubber band at my face. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I was uh, playing with a rubber band and it broke and shot at my face. Um <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> um, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what that's going to look like? Um, Corey, uh, I mean, we're running a little bit long, but I'm, I may save what I've been playing for next week just because I'm not super deep into it yet. Okay. Um, so I don't have like fully formed thoughts. I started playing Armored Core 6. Yep. Um, it's been, um, it's been super interesting having never played an armored core game. Mm-hmm. Um, also talking about souls from software mm-hmm. uh, did yeah, armored yeah, core. Yeah. So, I mean, it has, um, I will say not a whole lot of souls DNA in there. I mean, at least like not visible. It doesn't feel like a souls game, um, but it's, it's definitely a very, it's very interesting and it's very like, it's very cool and it's very fun in a lot of big ways. I haven't had a whole lot of experience yet to really dive in and like see Mm -hmm. much of what it has to offer because you know, a lot of the missions, especially early on are just kind of like, you know, you're going out. It's just this kind of like short, Hey, we need you to clear this little thing, whatever. So you're killing a couple of like fodder enemies and then it's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, here's some money and you move on. Um, but it's, I don't know if there's like a huge complicated narrative, but I think it's starting to pick up where there's a little bit more meat and more okay. stuff actually happening in the missions. Um, so now that I'm starting to get into that, I'm going to have more fully formed thoughts, but so far, you know, having a really positive experience with it. I just don't really know. Don't really have many thoughts beyond that yet, I guess. So, nice. um, I finished Baldur's Gate three. Like I said, Look at um, incredible. Um, I think my final runtime was like 91 hours on my playthrough. Dougie. And I know I've missed so many things, and especially leading into the end, not having picked up Lizelle, the Githyanki mm. fighter, or Asterion, the uh, vampire rogue, I could see like where their plot beats would have been like super heavy um, okay. at the end. Like there was clear like, oh, had they been there, this probably would have gone very differently. Okay. Um, slash I did run into a stereon at the end of what I would have assumed to be the end of his quest line. Yeah. He was there, but um, just in a very different form. Yeah. Um, but I, overall thoughts, I, I, not spoiling it, but there's a good chance it's probably game of the year for me. Well, TBD got to wrap up Tears of the Kingdom, which is also very much a contention. Um, final thoughts on Baldur's Gate three. It's not final thoughts, but final thoughts on like a full playthrough. I, I already want to make a new character. Um, I think Acts one and two are incredibly polished and very tight narrative and. Has a like ten out of ten. I think Mm -hmm. Act Three, a lot of that polish starts to wear off. There's so much going on in the city, and it goes from a 
it's it has a weird dichotomy where at the end of Act Two you finally understand what you're supposed to be doing, yeah. but in Act Three going into that like okay here's my objective now there's just so many more almost just side filler quests that show yeah. up that are all very fun, um, but kind of pulls you. It turn it pulls you out of the immersion of a bit of the D and D campaign, and, and it almost makes it very just fetch questy, even though they're not yeah, fetch yeah. quest um, per se. They're very intriguing, very like well done, but it almost gets to too much at the end. And I think that could yep. have been better served, maybe a little, and a little bit earlier or more in a four act sequence, so on and so forth. I do think the final run in is insane how good it is. Okay. Um, a huge complaint I have is that the ending isn't bad, but it's bad. And that okay. <laughs> there, it, it, it ends very abruptly. Okay. And from what I have seen online, it, Larian hasn't fully addressed it, but people have looked into the code and all of that. And there's just a lot that's not in there for the ending. Because okay. a lot of here, there is no. I don't. I don't want to spoil it. Actually, it, it all I'll say is it ends very abruptly, and it's clear that they are going to patch in more to get a more fulfilling ending. That's Interesting, but yeah, I was fairly disappointed um, with the wrap up of the game. I guess is a better way to put it. I, I've I felt great about my choices and how my storyline, quote unquote, ended. There's just not a lot of wrap up or a lot of yeah. conclusion if that makes okay. sense okay. like it's a very abrupt ending um that's not i don't think that detracts from my experience more of just like was you know the final taste in your mouth um but i truly think it is a masterpiece of a game incredible storytelling um and i'm excited to see what another playthrough would is going to be like where i make some more I guess not evil choices, but more riskier approach. Cause that's when I went full hero, didn't embrace the tadpole illithid powers, was missing two characters. Um, the game guides you through some certain paths where you close off storylines by doing one thing instead of the other. I'm gonna try those other things now and kind of embrace the illithid stuff and kind of see where that takes me. What is, did you, have you done any of the Dark Urge stuff? I haven't done any I've, of the Dark that I've heard Urge of that. yet. Um, I want to do a Dirge playthrough, um, but it's one, yeah, uh, that's what I've seen people calling it, the Dirge. The Dirge. Um, I, I've seen the, the Dirge, like you can take like two different, you can embrace the Dirge or you can like fight it and kind of go for a redemption arc Come. for it. And I was looking through like nine spoiler stuff. They're like, both are very, they're like the full evil one isn't very satisfying, but it is a very interesting narrative. It brings a very definitive, different twist to the game. But it's almost like the redemption dirge route is very fulfilling. It's very cool how it goes. Okay. Um, I did find the dirge in my playthrough though. Um, Like he, from what, the canon, not canon, but like the stock dark urge looks like I found him at one point. Um, okay. I won't say more than that. Um, I'm sure many other people have found him if they're playing. 
Okay. Um, but I was like, oh, wait, you're, that's the Dark Urge. Huh. Oops. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just hanging out and having a coffee yeah. out here. Um, but yeah, no, it's so good. Um, I, I really, I'm excited, like I said, to play it. I'm also excited to do another, like, true hero run not even a true hero run but maybe like just re-pick up this save at an earlier save once they've like Mm -hmm. fully patched in all the other things that way i can really have a good wrap up with what i consider my canon like playthrough okay so okay uh, i will say there is also one optional fully optional like you kind of make the choice to do it boss fight um, not the one of the most epic boss fights, but probably the best boss music as the main villain you're fighting sings the boss fight music. Okay. Like it has a full, like, you know, <laughs> uh, like orchestrals, like going, the music swelling, and he is like singing as he's like talking about, like, you know, chopping you into so many pieces, but it's, it is genuinely like I just like sat the shoulder and I'm like is he he one he's going off right now but it's just yep. it's perfect yep. it is like him singing you can see like little bar lines like above his head and as he's like swinging the sword against you it's like and I strike and I strike and I will bring you down and I'm like <laughs> honestly I'm, I'm kind of into this yeah Love it. Yeah. Uh, look forward to Baldur's Gate 3 from Chris uh, yeah. coming soon. It's going to be yeah. going to be an experience. Yeah. If you pre-order it, um, you can play it on the third, I believe. Yeah, that's true. I could. Um, mm-hmm. With all of my with all of my free time, I yes. can imagine that would be a worthwhile mm-hmm. <laughs> be worth a worthwhile purchase. Um, yeah. Corey, um, it may not have been the most eventful hundredth uh, episode, but we one. we have made a hundredth episode. We have done it, and um, thank you everybody for being here, uh, yes. for listening. You know, would would we have been able to do this without you? I mean, probably. Um, <laughs> would it have been as rewarding? No, no. Um, I well, I say no. probably because, like, you know. We're two white guys with a microphone. We we can record stuff and put it online. It it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely not, it's not as rewarding without people who listen to it. Um so thank you yes. for for listening, for being there, for writing in, sending questions. Oh yeah, I've also been playing more Day the Diver. It's so good. Oh, it, yeah. it, 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 it builds more and more on it and I really, really dig it. I've been playing more. Mm-hmm. Love it. Look, look for that at Game of the Year discussions. Maybe, um, honestly. Fighting Baldur's Gate 3 for the number one spot. Maybe what? not that much, but it might be. You, you say it's that, really but there's, there's plenty more Dave to be diving. There's a lot more Dave to be diving. Yeah. Um, Corey, this coming week, if people want to find you on the internet, um, as we move into triple-digit territory and you become a new Corey... Mm-hmm. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me on Instagram at hash slinging thrasher. Um, because my last name is Thrasher. And um, what? you can find us on Twitter at arcade underscore cozy. I've been posting as much recently. And like I said, I think on the last one, the one before, is because I don't know how to quite get my images um, from my Steam Deck to my phone. I guess I could just log mm. in on Steam. It's been. 
it's a tricky thing. Um, it's probably not, but it is for me. So I just haven't been able to post photos, which has been my bread and butter of the Arcade Cozy Twitter account. Um, but CS Stars drops tomorrow. It's like a 93 on Metacritic. I'm very excited for it. Look forward to some of that. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you could fi- find me at a four point pixel on Instagram if you want. I'm not really posting anything right now. If you want to follow somebody who could use your support, follow Jesse McCartney on Instagram. Yeah. He, he, he hasn't done much That's recently. Um, at Jesse McCartney on Instagram, um, you can find him. Um, at least according to my That's internet good. right now, he has Incredible. a picture of him in a cowboy outfit. Um, so man. yeah, go check that out. Um, but yeah, Corey, until next time, this has been Arcade Cozy. Life is hectic. <laughs> Why well, should, should your, your hobbies, hobbies be, be too? too? Yeah. Tune your beautiful soul. Oh gosh, there's a throwback. Love yeah. it. <laughs> See ya.